purpose, they don't change for the better, they change for worse. Are we understanding it? So, you must intentionally manage your life to make it better. Hallelujah. Amen. And God says the way to do that is to change the way you think. Because the way you live your life now is because of how you think. Hallelujah. Amen. The offering you just gave to God is because of how you think that you gave, how much you gave. And then I got some money, but that money I had planned to solve some problems. So while I was planning to solve the problem, then I was advising somebody that you must put God first in your life. And the Lord said, the money, the money, the money, put me first before your problem. Nah. Hallelujah. Will be said, Whilst I was advising the person, no, then the, the Lord said, this advice you are giving Christ for you first. <laughs> <laughs> What was he doing? He wanted to change the way I think. Because the way I was thinking was that my problem is more serious than the church project. You see, so the way you think is how you live. So I'm still looking at the problem, but I I told Pastor that I'll give him a check today. Nah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, the problem is there, there, looking at my face. It's how you think. Are, are you following? Yes. So if, when you come to church late, it's because of how you think. It's, it's because you, in your mind, it's okay if uh, in, in 15 minutes, Christ and Yeshua. Hallelujah. Amen. So Romans 12 verse 2 says that be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. It means that if you just live your life, the way you have been thinking will make you behave more and more like an unbeliever. Like people of the world. Are you understanding? If your mind doesn't change to become more like the mind of Jesus, you see, Let's understand something. When Jesus died for you, 
What was God's objective? What was God seeking to achieve? Many of us think that it was so that we'll go to heaven. That was not God's objective. God's objective is that he will make you become exactly like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That's God's goal. In case you haven't realized it, God is actively seeking to change your mind until you think like Jesus. So that you and Jesus, there is no difference. How many of us are far from that goal that God has? How many of us are far? How many of us are far? Oh, those here, you're all close. That's good. <laughs> but that's God's goal. Let me just show when you. The book of Ephesians chapter 4. Um, let me just find the verse. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm in Ephesians chapter 1. That's why I'm not finding the verse I'm looking for. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. All right. I was beginning to wonder whether I had uh, mixed up. So, let's start from verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Who are the saints? Who, who are the saints? Okay, somebody. Who else? Who are, who are the saints? Rita, who are the saints? All right, who are the saints? Daniel, who are the saints? It's, we are the saints. Those who have believed in Jesus. Hallelujah. A saint is not somebody who has died and then they put something in the person's grave and then there was a miracle and then they decided the person is a saint. You know, there's some denominations or a denomination that does that. All right? You can't for there, there is the, what the Bible says saints is talking about we who have believed in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Edifying means building up. Alright, so um, you you and I, we are supposed to be in a process of being built up continually. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure 
of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It says that till we all come where? Unto the unity of the faith. God's goal is not to get us to go to heaven. That is why even those who go to heaven, he will send them back to earth. The Bible says that he will create a new earth and bring everybody back. Because that, is, that was never the goal. Hallelujah. Amen. But his goal is to have many sons, including the women. They are all sons. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says that when you have reached the level of maturity, he expects. Words, when you have grown and grown and grown, and he considers you a mature believer, the mature believer is the one who is like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, the way to measure maturity is not how many years you have been born again. Hallelujah. Amen. The way to measure maturity as a believer is how much do you think like and behave like Jesus? So, if over, say, the past year, you can see that in a particular area, you have become more like Jesus, then you have grown. Hallelujah. Amen. And if when you look through your life, you can't see any area where you have become more like Jesus, then it means that there's a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. See, you are becoming more like Jesus in some areas. Hallelujah. And to become like Jesus or to behave like Jesus, you must think like Jesus. Was it last week or two weeks ago that I said that Jesus said that pray for your enemies and bless them and some of us, when I said that, we were like, ah. It didn't seem like a good idea. That is why God is seeking to change our minds. And to change our thinking. Hallelujah. Amen. Because Jesus, who is God, became a man and served us. Who were his enemies? Hallelujah. You don't believe we were his enemies. Was it not we human beings who crucified him? And he as God who had every right to do anything he wanted to us rather decided to come and serve us who had become his enemies so that 
through that he will show us mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that the way he thinks is different from how we think. And as Christians, we need to be serious about changing the way we think to become the way or become more like the way Jesus thinks. Understand what your Christianity is about. It must be that you are becoming more and more about like Jesus every day. That is what Christianity is. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. In this world, people look for a God usually because they have a problem, they want that God to help them to solve. Uh, is that not true? Yes. So, we Christians too, many of us come to God because of a problem we have. But that doesn't mean that that should now define who you are as a Christian. Don't You, you were not created for that problem. That problem that you have, that you wanted God to solve for you, that is not why you exist. Hallelujah. Amen. You exist because God made you for his pleasure. And God's pleasure is fulfilled when you become like Jesus. And so understand that if you are really a Christian, the life you have been called to live is to become like Jesus Christ. And the Bible told us in Ephesians 4 um, verses 11 and 12, it says that the reason that Jesus gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is to help you and I to become exactly like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So the reason why all these ministries exist is the, the number one goal is to make you become like Jesus. So never think that you are okay where you have reached. And never think that something that Jesus said or did or thought is unreasonable, is too much or not necessary. So you just push it aside and you go on living your life the way you have been living it, and you think it's okay. Because your life is all about becoming like Jesus. And that must become the testimony of your life that people more and more see Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Amen. 
are people seeing Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are people seeing Jesus in you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does Jesus see himself in you? Yes, now or does he see something else? So that is the journey we are on. Where are going to you to become like Jesus? Say Christo. And the evidence that we are growing is that we are becoming more like him. That we are changing from the inside out. The primary change is in your heart. The focus of God is not on behavior. Hallelujah. Amen. People can behave very well, but their hearts are wicked. <laughs> See, I, I recently heard of a man that uh, either his wedding day or the day before his wedding day, he was chatting with about three or four women on his WhatsApp that, oh, you know that you are really the one I wanted to marry. Um, but, you know, you can be my second wife. And then the other one too, he's telling this is... I say, I say, and then when you have been sending the message, you went to church and you went to say, I do. Because this lady he's marrying has American citizenship. So, he will take the thing and then he will have the other woman too. American So, if you focus on behavior, so what do I do you see you will miss it what is the state of your heart what are the thoughts that you think that nobody sees what are the things you want to do that the only reason you haven't done is because you haven't had the opportunity Ghanaians we love to criticize our politicians but how many of us in their position will do differently Hallelujah. Wonder if you were made minister of is it energy or petroleum? We have plenty. I don't even know which one is now. Is it energy or petroleum? You are in charge of organizing all of but then you want finance. That's the one you want. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you want to watch the money. <laughs> You understand? The reason why even people that we thought were would deliver, would behave well, would not be corrupt. The reason why they go into public office and they begin to behave differently is a heart issue. If your heart has not changed to become like Jesus then when you are faced with the opportunity, you see, the reason you didn't do before is because you didn't have sufficient opportunity. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. You didn't have opportunity. But as for the heart, the heart wanted to do it. It's just that the chance didn't come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the change begins inside you. That's why it says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way you think about God. The way you think about your relationship with God. 
that will determine how you think about people. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't focus on your behavior towards people. Focus on how you think about God. And how you think about your relationship with him. Because when that is when that is set right, your behavior towards people will change. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the change that God has determined for us, it begins in our minds. Allowing him to change how you think. Hallelujah. Amen. When you hear something from the Bible and it sounds unreasonable, what is your response? Do you try hard to forget about it? Do you say that as for this is not practical? Do you calculate how much money it will cost you? There was a man one day who came to Jesus. And he asked Jesus, How what should I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, You know the laws, obey them. And the man said, I have obeyed them from my from my from my childhood. And then Jesus said, "There's one more thing left." Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, knew the man's heart. And Jesus said, "You have you are very close, but one thing is left." Jesus said, "Go and sell all you have." and dash it to the poor and then come and follow me. The Bible says that the man went away sad. The Bible says because he had many goods. He was a very wealthy man. And Jesus designed by the spirit of God that this man's heart is given to money and the things of the world. So although he was following the laws, he could see him from his behavior, he looked like a perfect man. But his heart was an abomination to God. Because when God looked at his heart, all he saw was that there's a big idol of money sitting there. And because this man thought in his mind that his money was more important than eternal life, he didn't do what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Amen. It's how you think. It's how you think that can make you lose eternal life. It's how you think that can make you continue on a certain path that God says you should not walk on. It is how you think. Hallelujah. Amen. This man considered his possessions to be very valuable. Jesus was trying to change his thinking that what you came looking for, which is eternal life, is more important than the things you have. But he refused to change his mind. 
And so he lost the opportunity of a lifetime. How many times has God come to you and I and offered us such an opportunity and we chose differently? Hallelujah. Amen. Do not be conformed to this world. But be completely changed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. By the renewing of your mind. It means that some old ideas must go. So that new ones can come. And the new ideas are based on how Jesus thinks. Hallelujah. Amen. New way of thinking. Based on how Jesus thinks. That is what we are being called to. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to make that your goal this year. Hallelujah. Amen. You have set yourself different goals this year. Maybe you want to get promotion at work. Maybe you want your business to grow in a certain way. Maybe you want to get married. Maybe you want to get a job. Different goals. Have you set a goal regarding change? This year. That what must change in me this year. Hallelujah. Amen. How many times do we go to a prayer meeting and we are praying, God, change this thing in me? Do I sound strange? Do I sound strange? Do I sound strange? A few months ago, I was listening to a certain preacher. And he made a statement that I, I, I can't forget it. He said, until your prayer is able to change you yourself, don't try to use it to change anything else. Are you understanding? Yes. What has God been able to change in you yourself through your prayer? The number one thing you should be praying about is that God should change you. But how many, how often is that if I go around and I check those of us who have prayer topics we pray about, how many how many people's prayer topic will I find? God, change this bad habit I have or change this thing, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let that become number one on your list of things to pray about. Hallelujah. Don't you think that's a useful thing? Is there something in you that God must change? How many things? How many? One. Two. Three. Ten. Ten. Only ten. All right. Then you are blessed. Only ten things. How many of those ten things have you prayed about this year? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Change me, O God. 
Change me, O God. So, if from January to now, you don't see that much has changed in your character, in your heart, the reason is that it has not become a serious matter of prayer. How, how, how many times have you prayed and wept before God that God, this thing must change in me? But you have prayed and wept about other things. God, why, why is it that I finished school? I don't have a job. Why is it that I'm growing old and I'm not married? Why is it that I've saved you all these years and this small thing I said you should do for me, you have still not done it? Don't we cry about things like that in prayer? It's like God has not loved you. As for you, it's like when you look at your life, it's like God has not loved you, so you have become sad. And so you weep before God. And you pray the prayer that Jesus prayed on the cross. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? But you have never wept that God, this lies I have been telling, I want to stop. Meanwhile, the Bible says that liars have no place in the kingdom of heaven. And you have been lying. Every day you tell lies. But it has never occurred to you that you are trying very hard to avoid, you are trying very hard to escape heaven and end up somewhere else. See, people often are trying to escape hell, but you, you, you are trying to escape heaven. And it has not become a matter of concern to you that the way you are living your life, eh, it's dangerous. Some of the young men you have been fornicating, and it has never occurred to you that you should fast and pray that God, this thing must stop in my life. So even when we are in church and I'm preaching like this, you are checking out women who are listening to the word of God. May God have mercy on you. Change must come. And it must begin with us. Hallelujah. Yes. How many sins are you struggling with in your life? And how much prayer have you invested in breaking those sins off? Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says that you have not resisted sin to the point of shedding blood. That means that the 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 limit, if you want to see whether you have done enough about about the character in you that needs to change. Or the sin in you that must stop. God's limit for going too far. Or to measure whether you have done enough. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's receive pastor. God's limit is that your blood, it has cost you your blood. That's the limit. If you haven't gone that far. 
if you, if you have not gone that far, so then don't think you have done enough. So, if you don't see that you are changing, then make it a matter of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. Make it a matter of prayer and fasting. And really see God that this situation must change. I cannot go through 2022 with this character in me. This lying must stop. This fornication must stop. This stealing must stop. This anger must stop. This deception must stop. This disobedience must stop. This stubbornness must stop. Whatever it is that you are battling, to what degree have you determined that change must occur? And therefore, I am going to seek God that his power will change me. That I am going to pray until I see that I'm changing. That I'm going to fast until I see that I'm changing. Because you have realized that if God says that this is a year of change, then it means that if you don't change this year, you are are disobeying God and you are out of God's will. If you realize that you are coming to church but the word being preached is not having any effect on you, you need to make it a matter of prayer. The Bible says that something must change in our minds the way we think. And sometimes we are holding on so strongly to the old way of thinking and we don't want to let go of it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God must come and hit your hand that release it. That is what the prayer is for. Hallelujah. Amen. So that you will let go of the old ways of thinking that have not made you like Jesus, but have made you something else. It is time that when we check the prayer topics on the things we pray about, at the top, we pray about change. Change in our hearts. Change in your character. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the, the, the most important thing you are seeking from God yeah. is that something should change in me. There's something in me that is not like Jesus. It and God is looking to see how serious you are about it. Because God knows what we are capable of doing when we really want something. I know a lady who used to take a bus from Accra Friday evening to go to all night at Kumasi. And then when they close, she gets on another bus and comes back to She lives in Accra. That is what somebody can do 
Amen. I know a certain lady when she was going to get married, there were many problems. She she used to do dry fasting. Like as if she didn't even know what food was. Hallelujah. Amen. Dry fasting, water only. God knows what we can do, what we are capable of doing. So let God see that this year change of your heart, it matters to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let God see that change in your character, it matters to you. Let God see that you are serious and you are not joking. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us not consider the charge God has given us to change. Let us not consider it just something we can just forget and Uma, think that we can go on with life and it's okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you think like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You must come to the place when you read in Matthew 5. Bless your enemies. Love your enemies. And bless those who curse you. That when you read it, 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 it seems to you it's a very good idea. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that is how Jesus thinks. That when you read that Jesus said that, forgive. And Peter said, how many times? Now, yes. Peter, Peter said, and Jesus said, 70 times 7 in one day. You must come to the place where when you hear that, you say, oh, that's the right thing. That's good. That's good. Hallelujah. Amen. Wouldn't you want to be forgiven that many times? Wouldn't you want to be forgiven that many times? Why don't why do you want to deny the other person? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Time of change is upon us. And if God says change, that means that there is something coming ahead that if you don't change, you may not survive. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following? Yes. It means that he has seen something ahead. And he's seen that where the way you are now, you are not ready for what is coming. Are you following? So he says, change change. And when God says change, it means that he has released grace to make you able to change. So let us not take for granted the gift of God. And let us be willing. I will say that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are willing and obedient, 
Let us be willing to change. Let's rise up to our feet, please. Change is upon us. Change is upon us. When a pregnant woman reaches the point of birth, change is upon her. And if she runs away from that change, her own life will be at risk. Begin to talk to God. Lord, I need help. I need help. I need help to set my priorities properly. To see what really matters. To see that the change you are asking for is what I must prioritize. That I must pursue it with a fervency. That I must pursue it with seriousness. Because you, Lord, you have seen what is ahead of me. And you are asking me to change. The only reason why I wouldn't change is because I can't see what you see. Because if I could see what you see, then I may be convinced of the need to change. But Lord, I don't need to see it because you have asked me to change. So today I commit myself to change, Lord. I commit myself to obey you. I take it and receive it as an instruction. Change. It's an instruction to me. It's an instruction to me. It's an instruction to me. That I must change. Oh, Lord. Forgive me that I have not taken it seriously. I have not applied diligence. I have not applied diligence. I have not set out to do whatever it takes. To do whatever it takes. To do whatever it takes. Lord, Kaposi Kasatata, Taroba Shikasatoba Sikasate, Paromi Kantaiba Shakasatata, Masuntik. That Jesus may be seen more and more in me. Say, Benhun Christo, a woman, a brain, Basteka Sataya Babasanto, Baracosto Tibishikisatata, Maronti Kaya Basikasto Shikaraba. Lord, where I have held on to old ways of thinking and I've refused to let go, Lord, hit my hand that I will let go. You know how best to hit my hand so that I will let go. Father, today I give you permission to hit my hand hard if that is what it takes to let go. Oh yes, Lord. If that is what it takes, Lord, give me a slap on the hand that I will let go. And Lord, teach me to value your way of thinking. 
Teach me to place great the greatest value on your way of thinking. That when I receive your opinion, I will value it. I will consider it most precious. That when I receive your perspective, it will be so valuable to me. Oh, help me, Lord. I need help. I need help, oh God. Help me, O God. Talk to the Lord this morning. For He is merciful. He is merciful. He is merciful. Oh, Bible says, but he giveth more grace. He said he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself this morning. If you realize that where you have been is not where you must be. If you realize that you have not changed as he has instructed. If you realize that you have not even paid attention to his instruction to change. Humble yourself this morning that he may give you more grace. Oh, for he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. May you not be presumptuous before him this morning. He gives grace to the humble. So Lord, we ask for more grace. Your word says that where sin abounds, Grace does much more abound. So we look at our state, oh God, and we admit that from January 1st up to now, we have not changed as we should. So Lord, we ask for grace. Oh Mara May we not take your grace for granted. But may we allow your grace to work mightily in us. Like the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 10, said, The grace of God work mightily in me. So, Father, may your grace work mightily in us. May we give room for your grace to work in us. That we may be saved and delivered. That we may be saved and delivered. Oh, Lord, we commit our lives to you. Make of us what you please. Make of us what you please. Be glorified in us. In the name of Jesus. 
If you are here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, or you realize you have strayed far from him, please walk confidently up to me here at the front. So that we will pray with you. That Jesus may take his place as Lord in your life. For he alone is a true Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your tithe here, you can please um, come and present it to the Lord. Is there anybody with a tithe? The rest of us, let's prepare our second offering. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Alright, our sister wants to present present to the Lord. The Lord, I have brought that which is your portion. Yes, Lord. Let your daughter receive the blessing and preservation that you have promised in your word. In the name of Jesus. For herself, her family, and all that which pertains to her. Amen.